So, Michael, uh, <laughs> you're going to see Michael taking pictures today. He's doing that for our website and for our 15-year uh, anniversary coming up. So, um, But he is also the one that is planning our fishing trip, and that's the boat we're getting. And uh, hopefully it won't be like that out at sea that day. <laughs> and by the way, after sitting there through that, I'm not going. Have you ever gotten seasick? That is the worst feeling ever. Literally, I wanted a gun. I was going to shoot the captain. I would have went to jail just to get off that boat when I got seasick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. Well, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this awesome day. Father, I want to praise you for this morning. Four souls into your kingdom. How great is that, Lord? And we pray that if there's anyone in this service now that doesn't know you, Father, that they would leave saved, totally changed, your power in their life. Father, we pray if anyone came in here sick in their body or oppressed in their mind, or lonely, or even depressed, or suicidal, whatever it might be, a hole in their heart, Father, we pray you would fill it with your love, that your power would come in them and on them. Father, we pray if anyone came in here today with a financial struggle, that by your power, you would just do a suddenly, an immediate miraculous change in their situation, that you would bring something into their life today, tomorrow, that would meet every need they have, we pray. Father, speak through me by your Holy Spirit. Father, disperse your power to every person here today. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We showed that video because I wanted to show you the power of water or the power of the oceans. Researchers, scientists at Michigan University said that if we could harness 0.1% of the energy in the ocean, we could support the energy needs of 15 billion people. Well, 15 billion people is twice as many people that are on Earth right now. So that means, basically, if we could harness 1,000th of the power of the oceans, we could take care of two Earths all the power they needed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of power. But you know what? That isn't even one bazillionth of the power that raised Jesus from the dead or the power of God. Psalm 89.9 says, you are the one, Lord, who rules the oceans. He rules that power. And he subdues the waves. Jesus calmed the storm with one word. So if you can imagine the power of a tsunami or a power of a tidal wave and some of the destruction it has done, think of God's power. You can't even comprehend how great it is and the good that it can do. <laughs> he divided the Red Sea so his people could walk on it. He calmed the storm so the disciples wouldn't fear. Philippians 3.10, that's what we're still talking about here. We're going to be talking about it for a while, so get used to it. <laughs> Paul, Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, Paul whose handkerchief healed people, Paul 
said, if I could just know Jesus more and the power, the dunamis. Everybody say dunamis. dunamis. Woo! It's really spelled D-Y-N, dynamis, which is where they get dynamite or dynamo. How many of you are dynamic? How many of you are a dynamo? How many of you are dynamic? Come on. That means you're always moving, always doing something. You're just a dynamo. A dynamo spins, right? A dynamo spins. How many of you are spinning all the time? You're like a top. That I may know him in the dynamo, the power, the dunamis, the dynamite of his resurrection. I don't know about you, but I just, I just want more of God's power in my life. I want wherever I go that the power that's in me and the power that's on me is doing something. Or it's a waste of power. And it's funny because, you know, they are actually, they do have turbines that they put underwater and they use the Gulf Stream to turn these things and produce power. In the United States, actually in the world, 25% of the world's power is water power. Water power. I, I'm intrigued by power. I love the whole idea of power, you know, because I used to trade in the power markets, the energy markets. And really, if man could find a power that was free, it would solve so many problems that are going on right now. You know, you, people complain about food being expensive, right? Do you know what percentage of the price of food is actually the food? 10%. You know what most of the other power, the, uh, the, most of the other cost is? It's the cost to transport the food. And you know what the cost to transport is? It's the cost of power. Imagine what it would cost to fly if it was free. Man is trying to harness the power of the earth. But I want to tell you that a greater power from heaven is already in us and on us if we're believers. And that power can change the world. that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. Last week, we talked about this power. Number one, that we have unlimited access to this power. You got a card that says, get, you get the power. Say, I got the power. <laughs> you know that song? That's like, that song is from the 90s. You know that song where they go, I got the power. Not bad, huh? You know what I found out from Debbie Nemeth? She was with my wife. They were decorating or something in the house. She goes, you know, the woman that said, I got the power, isn't the woman in that song. And you know what happened? The real woman that sang that song, Jocelyn Jackson or Jocelyn Brown, I can't remember her name. She sued that group for $10 million for using that one line, I got the power. See, I learned something every day, people. That's your nugget to go home with. I went to church today. I learned something really important. You know that song? Anyway, we learned about last week about unlimited access. We learned that this dunamis power is earth-shaking and rock-breaking. It'll shake the foundation of someone's life. It'll break a hard heart. How many of you have ever had a hard heart in your life? <laughs> How many of you know people with a hard heart? They've been hardened. That's harder than any rock. To break that, you need a supernatural power. To break the rock of unforgiveness. To break the rock of regret. 
So it's earth-shaking, rock-breaking, and it raises the dead to life. This power raises the dead to life. When Jesus breathed on his disciples, he said, this power is in you now. It's the same way that God breathed into the dust and man was created. It's a death-raising-to-life power. It's the greatest power of all. All we need is to realize that it's in us and it's on us. And then to release it. And we could change the world. We could fill every seat. And we will. Because I'm going to preach on power till power is coming out of your ears. And out of my ears. That's it. Oh, I could get OCD. And you know what? Sometimes you got to stay on something till it becomes something. And you're going to see it. It's already happening. People are getting saved here every week in greater numbers. It's going to continue to happen. And the power is going to continue to be released, and there's going to be more and more healings. There's going to be more and more miraculous things happening as we focus on it and we release it. Don't fit out of it. Fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Love just joined the Cavaliers. I love LeBron James. I'm sorry for you haters, but I like him. But he said to Kevin Love, he said, don't fit out, baby. Fit in. Don't fit out of the team. Fit into the team. Don't fit out of the power. Fit into the power. Wear it. It's good. 2 Peter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power. Dunamis. Everybody say, Dunamis. And that needs to be a name that is in your vocabulary, excuse me, a word that needs to be in your vocabulary. Whenever you're facing a situation, you just go, I got the dunamis. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lusts. This dunamis power equips us completely for the Christian life. How many of you know to live the Christian life, you need power in your life? How many of you know there's got to be some super on your natural or it's a waste of time? Listen, when I got saved at 27 and I started to come to church, I was like, there better be more to it than just gathering with a bunch of people. Because then it becomes just gathering with a bunch of people. I want more. I want this power in me. I want this power on me. I want to see people healed. I want to see people set free. I want to see people blessed. I want to see blind eyes opened up. I want to see crippled people walk. I want to see God in action or I'm not interested. I want to see drug addicts become pastors. Okay, I saw that. I want to see things. I want to see miracles happen, and I want to be part of it. His power is for all things Christian. His power is to what? See, to, to, to live a life of godliness. You need the power to live a godly life. How many of you know that you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to be godly today? You try, but of your own power, how many of you realize you can't do it? 
I can't tell you how many times I tried to quit drugs on my own. I can't tell you how many times my wife tried to quit smoking on her own. Well, actually, I can't because you quit once you got saved. Okay. But some people, you get saved and, and, and you're still smoking, amen? And you're still doing things that hurt you. Amen? But there's a power in you that can blow that thing up. I'm telling you right now. And, you know, we have a rehab down in Florida. Now we're also in San Diego. And we've, here's what we've found. Okay, we already knew it. But without a spiritual transformation, people, places, and things, it doesn't matter. You always go back without the power of God changing you. We need power to live a godly life. Number two, we need it to enjoy God's great and precious promises. How many of you know that God has given you a great and precious promises of healing, of blessing, of life, and that life more abundant? You can't live it on your own. You need his power to do it. You're not going to live a powerful life on your own. Power to be more and more like Jesus, partakers of the divine nature. How many of you know that by yourself you can't become more and more like Jesus? How many of you know by yourself you become more and more like the devil? <laughs> Wait a second. How many of you, when you were a sinner, you just became a better and better sinner? How many of you were really good at it? Yeah. You had practice. That was your life. That was your nature. Your nature was to sin. How many of you, I, you know, some people can be, have become great liars. It's an art. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, before Christ, I was a great liar. Amen? I'm still pretty good. Okay? <laughs> you know, like when you don't want to tell your wife something. Honey, that's not really how it happened. You look so good today. You know, you, you do these things. Amen? Yeah, don't give me a little. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but we need power to become more and more like Jesus. And finally, to escape the corruption that's in this world, we need power to overcome this world. This world has a certain power. It has a certain draw. Come on, it wears some of you down. Oh, now be truthful now. Your job, your business, your friends, your family. Don't tell me that some of that stuff doesn't wear you down. Don't tell me that stuff doesn't draw the life out of you. You ever get the life sucked out of you? Come on. How many of you, is there one person that calls that cell phone, you're like, if I answer this phone, I'm going to be powerless for a few hours. Come on, raise your, come on. Yeah, it's all of you calling me. Stop calling me. No. I'm just kidding. We got this Apple, like I got an iPhone, my wife has an iPhone, I have an iPad, you know, and sometimes we're in this, if we're in the same area of the house, when her phone rings, it rings on my iPad and on my phone. And every once in a while, I see the ring and I see the call waiting. And I'm like, I am not touching that. <laughs> There's death in that phone right there. And I say, honey, your phone's ringing. We need power in this world. In 2 Timothy Chapter 1, we see where Paul wrote to a young pastor. His name was Timothy. He was a young pastor, just like me. (laughs) 
He was a young pastor just like me. I'm young, all right? 60 is the new 30, so I'm 25. Heck, I might go to the singles group just to have some fun. <laughs> you can come too, honey. Let's, how about if somebody like you marry, but you, you, you infiltrate the singles group? And then, and then they say, you know, I want to get married. You go, nah, you might want to think that over. Nah, the single life isn't too bad, you know. Second Timothy 1. <laughs> Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. How many of you know that if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, that there's a gift of God in you? How many of you know that you got a gift? How many of you are using it like you should? I saw a men's men's hand. <laughs> For God hasn't given you a spirit of what? Fear. The only reason you wouldn't be doing what you're called to do is because you're afraid to do it. When God called me to start this church, man, he gave me a supernatural courage. And I had to have it because when, when, I, when I went home, mama wasn't having it. And it's not because she didn't want to do God's will. But she had six kids that were like, Mommy, feed me. And, they, and she was like, well, your daddy needs to get a job. All right? And she was right. And I did get a job. It wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm starting a church. I'm going to full-time ministry now. We're going to, you know, because people were like, I'm going into full-time ministry now. And you'll be like, well, you don't have any money. I know. God will provide. You'll have to work for it. Trust me. He'll give you the power. He'll give you the opportunity. And I'm not saying that there's never a situation where you don't make that choice. But I also made the choice to have six kids. Amen? How many of you know you get to choose that? Don't start complaining about your kids and how many kids you had. You did it. I can't believe I got so many kids. Oh, yes, you can believe it. You did it. People say that like, I can't believe I got five kids. I go, you can't believe it? You made it happen. How can you not believe it? He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of dunamis. Say dunamis. Paul says to him, hey, young pastor, listen to me. Don't be afraid. Do what you're called to do. I haven't given you a spirit of fear, so if fear comes in, that's not of me. So many people have callings on their life, and they're not doing it because they're afraid. That's why. For the longest time, I was, I don't know, I just wouldn't write a book. I was afraid it wouldn't be good, or I was afraid I couldn't do it. I'm 95% done. It's amazing what a ghostwriter will do for you. (laughs) But I had to take a step. I had to do it. (laughs) And the only reason we don't do what we're called to do is because we're afraid. But God hasn't given us that spirit, so when fear comes in, we say, no, that's not of God. I'll tell you what is of God. Power. Say power and mean it. Because there's going to be times where you're going to be in a situation, you're going to be like, I got the dunamis in me and on me. And why do we need that power? So we can love. He's given us a spirit of power so that we can have a spirit of love. And the only reason we can love is because he first loved us. Amen? 
We didn't know what love was. You know that foreigner song, I want to know what love is. You need Jesus. I remember singing that song as a young man because I really did want to know. Because I was like, if this is what the world is and I don't love this and nothing's loving me and I really wanted to know what it is. I was like praying almost. And guess what I found out when I met Jesus? I found out what real love was. The power to love. You need power to love certain people in your life. Raise your hand, honey. I said, raise your hand, honey. I'm not. She raised her hand or two feet. I don't even know how she's sitting there. I, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm not easy to love. How many of you will be, how many of you can admit that right now, that you're not easy to love? Now, I know I'm not easy to love. I'm half Jewish, I'm half Italian. God, is that a bad combination? I'm either complaining or yelling. I can't, I, I, you know. They don't know, huh? But God has empowered her to love me. When, when, when I was, when we were young and we were married and I couldn't kick the cocaine, there's a person that loved me. Her name is Alicia. That took power and calling the pastor. I hate you for doing that. But that was the right thing to do. And she did it. She wasn't afraid. She wasn't afraid. I'm telling you, she wasn't afraid. And finally, a sound mind. And a sound mind is a mind that doesn't panic. A sound mind is a mind that knows that the power is on you and in you and through you and when you're doing what God wants you to do. And a sound mind doesn't panic when things don't go exactly the way you want. You think back on the precious promises. You think back on the love. You think back that you have the power to do whatever it is he's called you to do. That's a sound mind. Now, I don't know how am I going to do this. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I've heard so many people say that, and now they're doing what they didn't think they could do. How many people passed the cavity and said, okay, you can get up there and you can sing, or you can get up there and you can play, and they said, oh, I don't think I can do it, and they're doing it. I see Elijah over here on the drums, right? He never wanted to do it. I'm so glad you're doing it. You know what I mean? He was like, no, I can't. Yes, you can. Now get up there. <laughs> Every time I used to see Elijah, I'd say, I heard you play the drums. He just would walk away, man. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. I heard you can play the drums. You know what I'm saying? God has called you to do something, and he's given you the power to do it. He has empowered you to do whatever it is. Power so you can do it. Love is the motivation, and a sound mind sees it through. Amen. Power so you can do it. Love is your motivation, and a sound mind sees it through. Power so you can do it. You have the power to do whatever it is God's called you to do. You do it because you love God. See, too many people are trying to do things for out of duty or out of please love me, God. You do it because he does love you and because you love him. And then you can do it with a smile on your face. You know, we're sitting around like. 
worship's going on, you're like this. Every once in a while, a little hand goes up. Oh, Pastor Joe's looking at me. Pastor Joe's not looking. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a quick nugget. You see this time we spend here together? This isn't for God. This is for us. And it's not about a place. It's about a point, a period of time. Jesus said the Sabbath wasn't created for God. It was created for man. Those of you that say you work seven days a week, stop. That's not God's best for you. He specifically made a day so you could rest, so you could be rejuvenated. And it's a period of time that's going on all over the world. It's a period of time right now. This is your time. This is for you to be rejuvenated, to be empowered again. Don't take it for granted. I much prefer this than getting on the train or the bus and heading into the city or wherever it is they have to be. God did this for you. That was the nugget I just wanted to share with you. So, Pastor Joe, how do we draw on this power? How do we overflow in this power? Let's look at the scripture I gave you last week, Galatians. Sometimes I got to give you a scripture more than once. How many of you know sometimes you need to hear something more than once? Oop, watch me. My wife, this is... Stop saying things about me from the pulpit, honey. Okay, hon, I'll never say it again. Next Sunday, Alicia, we're chopping or something, you know. You know, you need to hear things more than once. My life has been so much better when I haven't even mentioned your name. What is your name, by the way? I don't even. (laughs) Pastor Precious, amen. Tell me this one thing. Did you receive God's spirit by doing what the law requires or by hearing the gospel and believing it? You didn't do it because you did anything. You didn't do anything, actually. He did everything. How can you be so foolish? You began by the Spirit. You want to finish on your own power now? You know, many of us, we get saved, and we get the power of God in our life. We see the power being diffused in our lives. We see healings. We see salvations. And then the power starts to dissipate a little bit. And we forget. Until we see somebody newly get saved, and they're so excited, (laughs) and they're telling everybody about Jesus and how their life got changed, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I remember. I remember where I was and where I am. And you know what? If you forget, just look in the mirror every time you look in the mirror and look at yourself for a second. You know how you look at somebody in the eyes? The eyes don't lie. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and looked at your own eyes? And so who you really are said, you know what? You're a miracle. Look at the mirror and say, you know what? You're a miracle. Because where you were before and where you are now is amazing. God's power is so powerful in your life. Let me say, here's what he says. Did your experience mean nothing at all? (laughs) Surely it meant something. Does God give you the spirit and work dunamis? Among you, because you do what the law requires, because you hear and believe. What is hearing and believing? Faith. And what does faith mean? It means that you know something. Faith means that you know something. You hear it, you believe it, and you know something. 
Philippians 3.10 again. Look at that scripture again. That I may know him. You know what's linked to God's power in you to the full? Knowing him. Knowing who has the power and who has given it to you. It's that simple. It's not our power. It's his power in us. Hosea 4.1. God speaking to Israel through a prophet. Not real happy with Israel. Why? Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord has brought charges against you. Ouch. <laughs> Don't take me to court, God. Imagine that. You get served at your house. Who's the plaintiff? God. Ah! You're going to lose. There is no faithfulness. There's no kindness. There's no knowledge of God in your land. Then that leads to Hosea 4, 6. Everyone knows the scripture. Everyone has been to church more than once. <laughs> My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. Or in the New Living Translation, my people are being destroyed because they don't know me. I want to know him and the power of the resurrection. I want to know him and the power of the resurrection. I want to know him. And I want to know that power that raised him from the dead. Paul's like, man, that's what, I want more of that. <laughs> Let's go back to 2 Peter and look at it from a different angle with a different emphasis. Put the next, there we go. Grace and peace be multiplied. We looked at this before, but I emphasize a different part of it now. In the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, that's where his divine power is. It's in knowing God and his son. And it's given to us how? Through the knowledge of him. That I may know him. And it is in us by faith because we know who we're putting our faith in. We know whose power we're trusting in. Listen, when somebody up here prays over you, you're not trusting in him, in him or her because it's Pastor John or it's, it's uh, Sandy Finlay and she knows the Lord really well and, or it's Pastor Precious or whoever it is. Amen? You're not trusting in them. You're trusting in what's in them and what's on them. That I may know him and the power of the resurrection. God's dunamis is released to accomplish his will. When we have an intimate relationship with him, we learn his plans. Then we can release his power through prayer, word, or an obedient act. To fulfill his purpose. Because it's his power until it's ours because he gives it to us. Or because we draw on it. Or because it becomes in us and on us. Did you know that that power was on Jesus Christ? Let's turn to Acts chapter 10. And I'm going to read verse 36 and then you can look at the other ones. Verse 36, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word that you know. That word that you know. That word, that 
know, which was proclaimed throughout Judea and from Galilee and the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. The only time he's referred to as Jesus from Nazareth is referring to the fact that not only was he God, but he was man. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, and there's my favorite words coming up, everybody. With Holy Spirit and with dunamis. Everybody say dunamis. Dunamis. (laughs) Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil For God was with him. When the dunamis is in you and on you, guess who's with you? God. And if God be for you, who could be against you? Come on. (laughs) If God's for you, who could be against you? You could be Floyd Merriweather with God. (sighs) But you better be able to box. point is, when God is for you, who could be against you? When his power is in you and on you. And guess what happened? When his power is in you and on you, guess what? Wherever you go, his power is. His dunamis is wherever you are. Pastor Joe, where's the dunamis? Wherever the heck you are. That's the closest I'll come to cursing in church. Heck. Wherever the heck you are, that's where his dunamis is. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with dunamis. I call it, he was dunamized. That's the the Pastor Joe translation, the Pastor Joe lexicon, the Pastor Joe translation. You get it? He was dunamized. And you know why he needs to be dunamized and we need to be dunamized? Because there's another person who's against you that has a little dunamis. His name is Satan. Now, let's turn to Revelation 13, chapter 2, real quick. Talking about the beast, which is the Antichrist, the dragon, which is Satan, gave him his dunamis. He's got a little power. But greater is the duna in you than the duna in the world. I keep thinking greater is the tuna in you, but it doesn't work. Greater is the dunamis, the power that's in you, than the power of the enemy. Amen. Go back to that scripture in in Acts chapter 10. We can go backwards. Oh, yes, we can do that. Who went about doing good. So he was anointed with dunamis, right? So he could do what? Do good and heal everybody who was what? Oppressed. You know what that word is? It's kata dunamis. (laughs) It means being under the dunamis of the devil. That's why we need dunamis. But greater is the dunamis in us than the dunamis in the world. Hallelujah. You think you need, you think you need his power in you and on you? You think if Jesus needed it, you need it. And I always like to say this. Listen, when the devil tempted Jesus, it says... That after Jesus spoke the word against him and the devil left, it said the devil just waited for another opportunity to come at Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but something tells me that if the devil is looking for an opportunity to come at Jesus, then he's definitely looking at an opportunity to come at us. 
We need this power in our life. If Jesus needs that power, then so do I. I need to be dunamized. <laughs> you all need to be dunamized. Paul said it in Philippians 4.13. We say this scripture all the time. Evander Holyfield wore it. I love Evander. <laughs> Miss him. But, uh, you know, once he got his ear bit off, I guess that was, yeah, that kind of puts your gloves away. But anyway, I can do all things through Christ to, that word is the word endued, endunamist, or what I call endunamized. How many things you can do when you have the dunamis in your life and on your life? How many things you can do? All things! All things when you've been endunamized. Woo! <laughs> when you've been a dunamized, you can do all things. If Jesus needs that power, then so do I. Hallelujah. I need Praveen to come up here real quick. I need Kenny to come up here real quick. That's why I picked Kenny, okay? Because he's going to be a Jewish leader, okay? Kenny Goldberg, okay? <laughs> Praveen, since I really like you and you have a great demeanor, you're going to be Jesus. Because we all know that Jesus was Indian. Amen. <laughs> can I get the young, can I get some teens and all you guys up here real quick? Come on. Can I get the teens? I need the crowd. Come on. I need some teens. Come on, come on, come on. Now listen, you stay right over here. You're, don't get too close to him. All right, you stay over here. Come on. Now I need you to be, guys, to be a little more active. Thank you. I need you to really act like this is Jesus. He's a superstar, okay? This is Jesus. Pretend he's, I don't know, who do you really like? Who's, if, if you, what? <laughs> Pretend he's Justin Bieber. No, no. <laughs> Leave. Okay, good. I was at an airport once, and everybody was running to Justin Bieber, and I saw my daughter running to Justin Bieber. Anyway, mm -hmm. pretend like he's a celebrity, like you want to be, you know, yeah, there you go. See, so much better. The first service, they didn't do anything. All right, I need the woman with the issue of blood. Let's see who's going to be that. All right. Just face the congregation. Right All right, don't start yet. Wait, hold up. <laughs> I didn't tell you to beat Jesus up. Give me a second. <laughs> Actually, they're asking Jesus for money. All right, take it easy. Luke chapter 8. I want you to see something about this dunamis power. It said, it said that this woman, right, she went and she, okay, now you can get crazy crowd. Go ahead. So this crowd is messing with Jesus, and this woman comes who has an issue of blood. She always has to crouch when she does it. And as she starts dancing, just go in there and touch Jesus. She moves everybody aside, and she touches Jesus. All right, get off of Jesus. And then Jesus says, who touched me? <laughs> I'm not asking you, you're Jesus. <laughs> He said, everyone, you're Jesus. You go, who touched me? And every, everybody denies it, right? And, and, and then Peter says, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? 
But Jesus said, somebody touch me. Somebody, because I perceive what? Dunamis going out from me. So dunamis went from here to here. <laughs> you didn't see it at first, okay? So when she, t- she fought through this crowd of people that were what? Touching him. But when she touched him, the power came out of him. He perceived it. You know, you could be crowding Jesus. You can be going to church. You could be doing all these things and never really receiving the power. And there's tons of people that are doing it all over the world. Not here, though, Grace Church. Amen? Just crowding, touching Jesus. Don't choke Jesus. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to see something here about what was so important about what she did. You know, this tallit, right? This isn't something special that only Jesus was wearing. Every Jewish male there was wearing it. It was commanded in the Old Testament to wear the shawl, the tzitzit. Now, it almost sounds like chichi. But um, it w- these were on the hem of the garment. So it wasn't necessarily the shawl. It could have been just a long coat. You've seen Orthodox Jews with they have it at the bottom, right? But she didn't just grab anyone. Everybody had this. The power wasn't in this. The power wasn't in this. The power was in this. She grabbed the hem of the one. It says in Micah 4, 2, that the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his kanaf. It's the Hebrew word kanaf. And back when they talked about making the garment with the seat seat, they said the kanaf will be at the corners. The corners. It's the same word as they translated wings. This is the son of righteousness. This is the Messiah. And he has come with healing in his kanaf. Now, we don't know. We're not 100% sure that she knew that. But we do know that for 12 years she was seeking a cure. And we know that people were touching this and being healed because the son. Because you know what? She knew something that all the people crowding around him didn't know. She knew that if she touched the hem of his, because she knew him, not because she knew this, she knew him. I'm going to get to that now. I'm going to get to that. All you... Thanks. Thanks for being Because you know him. You know him, and then you can draw on the power of the resurrection. We're not drawing the power from people. It's from him, and it's to be in us and on us. <laughs> she knew The Messiah had healing in his wings. She was bleeding. Her bleeding wouldn't stop. Now we know that a woman in childbearing years bleeds every month. I know it sounds horrible. 
but it's just the truth. That's why I'm glad I'm not a woman. Oh, God. Imagine giving birth. Oh, my God. I had a kidney stone once. I said, that has got to be the worst pain on earth. And when I said that around women, they looked at me and they just, and I said, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't say nothing. I don't know how you guys do it, okay? Some, they're like, I'll do natural birth. I'm like, I'm going to do an unnatural birth. You sedate me till I'm dead. Then maybe I'll give birth to some nine-pound, ten-ounce, two-foot thing. Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful that I'm a man. Yeah. Dang. Anyway, <laughs> so she was experienced this time, but it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. It was blood. The Bible says that life is in the blood. So every time blood is wasting, it's, it, it's wasted life. And we know for a woman that that, that blood is wasted life. It could have been life. But the power stopped the bleeding. The power made death life. God's power, if you draw on it, will bring some things that are dead in your life back to life. Whether it's your body, whether it's your hope, <laughs> whether it's your marriage, whether it's your future, your dreams, one touch because you know who he is and everything can change in a moment. <laughs> Romans fifteen nineteen. Paul said, he said, it's by the dunamis that I'm going to preach the whole gospel. Because, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of preaching going on that doesn't include the dunamis. <laughs> it says that, you know, the miraculous power of God ended a long time ago. Not here. Not in this church. <laughs> not with me. I know. How many of you know you were dead and now you're alive? How many of you know that you were sick and now you're healed? How many of you know that you were broke and now you're rich? Come on. He did it. His power did it. And I'm going to finish with this. <laughs> so last week I'm preaching about how we have unlimited access to this power. And after the service, a young lady who I really love because she prays for us every morning. Every morning, the Finlays and Bob Nemeth and Cecile and Brenda, they go in here. And there's other people. If I forgot you, don't be mad at me. Just love me. You have the power to love me. But they go in that room and they pray. And when they come out, I say, thank you so much. Because I know that prayer brings the power. So then I can preach with power. And we can worship with power. And we can pray with power. And healing power can be in our church. So that is like the key, people. It's what you don't see that's important. You see a car going and there's a gas tank. You don't see the gas. I'm telling you. The gas is in that room. They're gassing up in there. If you go in there, you might burn. You're so gassed up. It's like, ah! It's like dunamis flying around in there. You go in there, it's like, woo! It's like a wave hits you. A few times, I don't go in there anymore. I'm scared. Anyway, 
So Brenda Berrios is one of the people that prays, and I always say thank you, Brenda. So after service last week, we were in the back. I was getting ready to leave, and Brenda said, I need to talk to you, Pastor. And sometimes when some people say they need to talk to you, Pastor, you get a little worried, but I wasn't worried when she said she wanted to talk to me because I knew something good was coming. And she said to me, she said, Pastor, not only do we have unlimited access, but there's an unlimited supply. I was like, preach it, girl. I was like, you go. Because I just felt like, whoa, I just was like. Did you ever feel that when someone speaks and you're just feeling power? She reminded me that, hey, not only do we have a always access car for the power, but the power is unlimited. Oh, my gosh. Thank God for unlimited power. We're going to bring the whole worship team now up. For us. I want to share with you these scriptures from Matthew 14, verse 35. And when the men of that place had knowledge of Jesus... They sent out to all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might not only touch, that they might only touch the hem of his garment and how many were healed. All you got to do is ask Brenda. <laughs> as many that touched him. How many is that? As many as touched him. There's an unlimited supply. Do you know whose power it is? It's his. Do you know how much he has? As much as you need. As much as you need. Luke chapter 6. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for dunamis went out from him and healed them all. You know what the better translation of this is? The dunamis power went out from him and kept healing them all. In other words, as many as there was, they would be healed. So whose power is it? It's his. Who is it for? It's for us. How much is there? As much as you want. Are you living with that power today? Are you walking in that power today? If you've never put your faith in Jesus, you're not, but you can do it right now. And everything can change. You can have the power that raised Jesus from the dead come inside of you this moment, now, when you put your faith in him. When you say this prayer and you invite him into your heart, some of you have been in church for a long time and you never got saved. I'm just going to say it right out. You've been in church, but you're not really saved. You're really never because your faith was in people or your faith was in a building or your faith was in a pulpit or your faith was in a guitar. Listen to me. You got to get real now. Are you really living with that power inside of you? Have you drawn on it by faith? If you would bow your head and close your eyes with me right now, I want to make sure that everyone here knows Jesus Christ is Lord. And here's how you know. If you died tonight, are you 100% sure that you would spend eternity in heaven? 
If not, you need to say this prayer with me right now. Same way those young people did this morning. Put your faith in Jesus. Acknowledge him, and you will be changed forever. Say this with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. I've made mistakes, but I want to change today. I want to follow you. The power that you raised Jesus from the dead, I want it in me, and I want it on me. I want to live a new life. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me brand new. Amen. Keep your eyes closed, your head bowed right now. If you said that prayer, if it's the first time or the tenth time, it doesn't matter. If you said that prayer and you meant it, you want to invite that power into your heart to be changed forever. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Come on. All right. You can put those hands down. Now, for those people that raise your hand, I want you to stand up right now. I want you to be bold. Come on, just do it. Don't even worry about Don't worry. Do it. Stand up. Come on, stand up. Now come up. Look at this. She came up without even, come on up. Come on up if you raise your hand. Come on. This is me. If you had your hand up and you didn't come up, it's okay. You still have time later to come up when we pray for you. Right now, I want to ask everyone in this congregation to reach out your hand to these beautiful people who are up here who made a great decision. Heavenly Father, we just lift these people to you right now. Thank you that your power is in them, it is on them, and their lives are totally changed right now. Thank you, Father, that their faith is in you. Thank you that you're going to show them signs and wonders to to just to confirm what they did today that you're going to move miraculously on their behalf we thank you father in the name of jesus amen we just want to give you guys some material and pray with you everybody else i want you to just i want you to think for a second right now i have pastors i have a prayer team here i want you to be listen Let's just not have an altar call to have an altar call. Let's have a real one. I want you to be honest. Is God's power manifesting in your life? Are you filled with it? Or is there a need of a refilling or a first-time touch of it? Because this is the place to do it. It's not at Burger King on Wednesday, okay? God made this time for us to do this. So if that's you, I want you to come forward right now. If you need that prayer for, you need power, you need his divine power in your life in a greater measure right now. I want you to be honest. If you don't get up, that means you're walking in his power. And that his power is just diffused everywhere you go. Somebody be honest. And come up here right now. 
You need his power for something that's going on in your life right now. I'm going to wait for you to come because I know there's people. Yeah, just come from all over here. I, I know there are people all over the sanctuary that need it. You need a refilling. You need, come on now, line up and, and just... Ushers, if you could just move everybody, some to this side as well over here. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. There's, I know there's more. I need my prayer people that are, that are trained to pray. Come on. Those are my prayer team. I need you. We have Pastor John. We have Deacon Courtney up here to pray. We have my wife. Hallelujah. And we have... I believe we have Brenda, right? And Cecile we have too. Amen. Because there's going to be some prayer going on. Listen to me. Even Paul said this. He said, I boast in my weakness, in my emptiness, that the dunamis, yeah, that the dunamis would be in me. He was saying that if you're honest about where you really are, that you need more of God's power, then you're in the perfect place to receive more of it. So everyone up here that's being honest about it, let me tell you something. You are going to receive everything that you need to live this Christian life. We're going to pray for you as we worship. Just worship the Lord. For the rest of you, if you would like to worship, that would be wonderful. If you have to leave a little early, that's fine too. I just ask you to do it quietly. Remember, you all have access to unlimited power. It is yours. Come on, stand to your feet. Stretch your hands out towards your brothers and sisters. Worship over them and allow them to receive that power. Let the weak say I am strong. Hallelujah, yeah. The more I seek you, the more I seek you. Come on, sing it out. The more I find you, the more I find you, God. The more I find you, Jesus. The more I the more I see.
this world can satisfy. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't I think we need to say that again. Come on, nothing in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Jesus, you're the cup. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Jesus, Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. You will never run dry. Yeah, you're Plug in and draw from you. 
So go in that power right now. Go in the power of his presence right now. Bring his presence into every situation in your life. Bring his power into every situation in your life. Allow him to rule and reign. Presence, God, your presence is heaven to me. Nothing like your presence, nothing like your presence, there's nothing like your presence, God. Your presence is heaven to me. Nothing like your presence, God. Expect that power now. 